What's up, everybody? Yusuf Ali here. Thanks for listening to the Meldrick Moments Extended Edition podcast right here on Anchor. And if you want to start your own podcast on Anchor, it's absolutely easy and absolutely free. Let me tell you again, absolutely free. And it's so easy, you don't even need a microphone. I mean, it helps if you have a microphone, but you don't need a microphone because they have creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. You don't need a booth. You don't need a studio. All you need is somewhere to sit down and be quiet and start talking. It's great. I recommend it to anybody, first-time users, professional, experienced podcasters, and anybody in between. It's absolutely the best. They have background music intro music, sound effects, kids crying, dogs barking, whatever you need, right there, Anchor, use it right now, tell them I sent you, Yusuf Ali. 4.24 a.m., but the studio don't close, man, the studio don't close, plus, it's a new game now, we ain't passing blunts no more. Jason, Ain't no pass to this your left hand side, your right hand side, no hand side. You keep your blind. You pass a blind now, somebody likely to test you out. Coronavirus. Smoking by yourself. Little blunts. Smoking by yourself. Y'all hear me? What's up, y'all? Uh, welcome back to another Magic Moment Extended Edition. This is episode number 38. I'm still your host, Yusuf Ali. Uh, we still coming to you live from the TV Table Studios in beautiful Eagle Rock, California. Uh, another Pillowcase production. Uh, like I said, well, like Bobby said, it's still Black History Month. It's a short month, but going um, to a Coming to a close, but we got a lot of shit to talk this episode with some black history shit and some corrections and just a whole bunch of shit. So um, let's just get right on into it. You got out the motherfucking car. You, you tried it. Put my shit back on this motherfucking car. You done lost your motherfucking mind. You done come up on my shit and take my shit. You got it. You lucky. You got it. You lucky. You got it. Motherfucker. You see this motherfucker? What's up, everybody? Oh, man. Shout out to Aaron for that, uh, uh, being responsible for the click of that Zippo lighter that you hear. Uh, she bought that Browns lighter for me. Um, anyway, 
don't know why I mentioned that. I just thought I'd like to throw that at the top of the show. Because um, I know y'all hear it. And it ain't just like... It's kind of like a trademark thing. You know, ignore it. Keep ignoring it. So, like, what the fuck is that? That's what that is, man. That's a Browns. Cleveland Browns. Zippo ladder. So... Anyway, what's up, y'all? Um, this, like I said, this is um, we about to be at the end of Black History Month. It's going fast, like most months. And it's not even about that. It's the shortest month, which it is, but It's like to be. It's it's a. It's spring is coming. So I, I like I like February. I want February to go fast because then March get here and then we get regularly eighty degree, at least upper seventy degree days. And that's what I'm looking forward to. I mean, yeah, Black History Month is over, but shit, Black History Month is every day. If you ask McDonald's or one of the motherfuckers with them square hats or a Koofy, so you know. Um. I'm going to start the show with a couple updates. Uh, number one, the biggest update. Actually, the only update. I had told some uh, domestic violence stories. Or used some domestic violence examples. Actually, it was both uh, last week. And I just needed to provide a domestic violence helpline number. Because that's a responsible thing. To do if you got a platform and you're gonna talk about domestic violence, that's the least you can do is offer some help in case any of my male moms out there going through domestic violence or know somebody or some shit like that. Uh, I want to be, you know, I want to be helpful instead of just making light of situations like a responsible, you know, platform orator, order podcast dude. Anyway, uh, the number for the domestic violence hotline is 1-800-799-SAFE. That's 7233 on your keypad. 1-800-799-SAFE. And you call them and let them know that you're in a situation that you're trying to get yourself out of. Alright. And listen to your mama. No, no, seriously, call that number if you're going through some shit. And and hopefully you get out of that shit. And that's male or female. Because it ain't just one-sided. Anybody can get their ass whooped. So anybody that don't want to be in that situation, get hands put on them, call that number. Um, what else? I was watching the Comedy Store documentary this weekend. I finished watching it because I had legit forgot all about it. Like, I forgot it was a thing. You know, I was looking for shit to watch as one does. I was like, oh, shit. Let me finish watching this Comedy Store documentary. And I hadn't watched it in a long, like, probably since the first, I think, the first two episodes. And then I kind of forgot about it. So that was a while ago. That was still pandemic, but, like, you know. Now, even on that last episode, they got masks on and shit. So, like, when you watch that shit now, it's 
state of comedy. And then you watch Dave Chappelle talking about his people told him he ain't gonna do no shows till about 2022. And just, um, you know, everybody leaving California, going back home, going to Texas, going wherever the fuck they're going, leaving California is the bottom line. A lot of comics. So it's like, you watch that comedy store shit. And it makes you think that we was watching some shit from that was a thing 20 years ago. Cause you ride past that shit now. That shit look that's not it's not close. I imagine they I think they doing some shit with behind the glass and small crowds on the patio or something, but it make it seem like that shit is over. Like it make it seem like not just comedy stores over, but comedy. It make it really like it's like a realization that comedy is never gonna be again. Not like it was. And like, and if it do come back like it was, it's gonna be a while. Cause you got enough people that's willing to go back, but you gotta still deal with regulations and crowd control and social distancing. It's gonna be a, it's gonna be weird. So for the most part, it's like it's done. And it's like, so like the comedy memories. The stand-up memories we have are the, like 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 our styles. We like it was a thing, but that shit like we had to we have to adapt to new forms of entertainment if that's what we you know so choose to do at this stage. Like cause the, it's people on the road and all that shit on the East Coast. And I put this on Twitter, and I probably could explain it better with more with more than you know 280 characters. I ain't even used that many when I tweeted. All I said on Twitter was stand-up comedy right now. It feels like the movie to replacements. And what I mean is look at your flyers, Melmos. Look at your flyers. Look at the comics that's headlining. And think about 2019. And think about even early 2020. Mid 2020. But just really 2019, 2018, just look at your flyers then and now. Because look at the flyers that circulate. It's, it's people, like I said, it's people doing shows. Just look at your flyers. That's all I'm saying. Just And I'll let y'all go. I'll let y'all break down what I mean. I don't want to, I'm not about to hand, you know, hold your hand and walk you through the, the fucking what I mean exactly. But you know what I mean. I'm just going to put it. I don't want to hurt no feel. Man, motherfuckers is cool, man. Motherfuckers is good guys, man. And girls. People. Motherfuckers is good people, man. But just that's all I'm saying, man. That's all I'm saying. And and I'm a miss comedy. And I, I really, I really like comedy. And I also watched another thing that dark humor. Um it's like a series about black comics. And basically. It's saying the same thing that I was thinking about saying. Yeah. Now I'm gonna say it since I saw that documentary. It's the same thing. Like black comics. But I mean, it's some. It's, I'm not about you know black comics are not a monolithic group never because I know I don't. I try to set myself apart from other black comics by talking about what I talk about. But generally, black comics don't have the luxury to just be silly, to just be flat out silly just a silly motherfucker just silly cause it's something you gonna talk about that's gonna have something to do with your personal experience 
of being black. And it's just that's just that's just where it is, man. Like I say, not every black comic, not every black comic, but a lot of the black comics. And that's the like people be like, what is the difference between black comedy and white comedy? Melmost, that's what it is. That's that's basically what it is. And it's when you look at history and you look at how we got here and not how we just black I mean how we as a human race got here to where we at right now then you see how like you get it you get why black comedians talk about what they talk about as opposed to white comedians talk about what they talk about so like I said and that's not all white comedians you got white comedians that talk about growing up or whatever whatever but you know what I'm saying you know what I'm saying not that it's not that it can't be a black carrot top, but is it a black carrot top? Is it a black Gallagher? That's all. Is you know? That's all. Anything close? No. So, you know. Shout out though. Shout out to the all styles of comedy. There's so many. That's the beauty of comedy. It's definitely art. It's definitely like you go in the art museum. It's different hallways with different paintings, different types of styles on the wall. Go to a comedy show, go to whatever the fuck, a Zoom show, I should say. And then everybody gonna be talking about their different things, their different way. I mean, it's beautiful. Like, you do what you gotta do, man. I'm just saying, you notice it. You notice it. Like, black comics and white comics, that's the, that's the biggest difference. Like, you we have to be, not have to, I hate to say that word and say we and all that shit, but you know what I'm saying. You, like, so it's a lot of serious, it's a lot of being black in America point of view comedy. That's not so silly. It's a lot of information in black comedy. A lot of truth and jest. I like that silly shit. I love, I love Mitch Hedberg. I love absurdity. So, you know, all that shit, man. Just be good, man. Just be good at that shit. I saw some shit speaking of race. And I don't want to be that guy, but... I saw... More than once. Because, you know, like... Trying to get us... Trying to get it. Get your attention. Trying to get... Make it known. Like, this is cool now. It's cool. Trust us. And they keep showing this commercial. I keep saying it. And the commercial is a black dude using Axe body spray. Which, to my knowledge, is a white high school athlete go-to. Post-game go-to. Now, I, I don't know nobody else that uses it. Especially black people. So, and again, I don't want to speak for all black people. So, Melmos, correct me if I'm wrong. But, if you do know, so tag them in the post. Uh, tag them in the comments when I post a uh, trailer for this show tomorrow. Tag them in any post. I don't give a fuck what post. Go on Instagram, Next Great Ali, and just put, I know so-and-so, and tag them, and he used Axe Body Spray. That's all. Just do that for me, because I just, I just don't know black people that use Axe Body Spray. If we are using it now, congratulations. More progress 2021. I just, 
they must have put something else in it. Because that shit that they had before, no, we wasn't using that. Nah, man. You Axe body spray, that you might as well just just smear deodorant. Whatever whatever kind of deodorant you got that day. Just smear that up and down your arms and legs. You'll be better off. Cause that axe shit is some bullshit. Like I said, I don't buy it. Maybe. Maybe. Another TikTok motherfucker then tried to go, tried to get viral with the glue. I don't understand it, man. Like, say you go viral. Now you're the second person to go viral with the glue. At the very least, you're the second person to go viral with the glue. So there's no originality in there. You just the second person to go viral with the glue. So whatever glue opportunities you was gonna get has already been gotten. That's why nobody, that's why you didn't get the free $12,000 surgery. That's why the, the hospital told you to go the fuck back home. Because we've been there already. You have to at least glue something else. The next glue motherfucker better glue his nuts to his fucking leg or something like that. Because we don't care otherwise. The hair and the glue shit is a been there, done that. So stop doing that shit. I told y'all last week about the motherfucker that glued the cup to his lip. And he didn't get no pub. So it's really, it's really just the glue thing is hacked. It ain't necessarily what you glue into what. Just stop, with, stop it with the glue. We've had enough. One glue is enough. We're not about to keep making glue motherfuckers famous. So, sorry. Sorry that you put glue in your hair. Sorry that you got your lip cut off or whatever the fuck. But stop with the glue shit. Find a new fucking thing. Please be original. If nothing else, if you're going to be corny, you're going to be stupid, you're going to be crazy, you're going to be dumb. But be original. At least be original. That's all. Gluey motherfucker ain't this? It's a bitch. And speaking of ain't this a bitch, every time I listen to Curved this is a segment on uh, Ebro, and uh, they do what they do is if you never heard it because you was too busy listening to this, which I appreciate. Um, but if you never heard it, then what what he do is he have somebody, he find two people whose date went wrong. Specifically, that's the whole point of the thing: the date went wrong, and he find the one person, the one party he called first. It, Sometimes the dude, sometimes the girl, whatever. And he called them first, and he asked their point of view, which is always sunny, good, positive outlook on their side, their story of the date. And he called them, and he asked them, you know, why, how did the date go, and what he think went wrong, or what they think went wrong. And then they say, typically every everything is the same. Um, we had a good, it was good, the conversation was flowing, we kissed, and then, you know, they just stopped calling me, and then, so, they call these people unsuspectedly with them on the other line, you see where I'm going with this, man, almost, and, and then they call, and they, obviously, they get to argue, and it never works out, maybe one time out of ten times, 
So it'll be a genuine miscommunication. And then, like, one dude, went to, he legit got arrested. Actually, I'll say one time out of ten times. That's the only time. It's been one time. And because he got arrested was, was because he didn't call his girl back. So, other than that, every single time is a reason that the other motherfucker in Neymar, no matter what the first motherfucker thought, didn't call him back. And my whole thing with it, it is entertaining for us. But as a as a human, as a person, I was about to say human person, and it was about to come out as person. So in case that's what y'all was wondering, I was about to say, as a human person, a human being that goes out on a date with another human being who later stops now this is the age of information and communication it is you can call motherfuckers in 2021 you can call somebody whose phone number you don't even have if you Facebook friends that's how easy it is to communicate with a motherfucker so of all these ways to communicate if said person have not chose none neither of these ways to communicate with you wouldn't common sense tell you to just move on it was a one date it was you met him on most likely a dating app and that was that but you're going to torture yourself. So, I mean, like I said, it's, re- it's entertaining for us. But you pathetic. I just wanted to say you pathetic motherfuckers. Every time. Every single time. You pathetic mother. If that's what you come off thinking. You pathetic. You piece of shit. Poor sap. Sorry, motherfucker. You told everybody your name. And now everybody know that you a piece of shit. Loser. I mean, it's, it's keep doing it. It's hilarious. But to the male moles, I want to say this. If you're doing this, if any male mole has ever been on this show, if I ever heard any male mole in this segment, you deserve it. Because you are a pathetic person. And I don't want, if you are a male mole, that means you're listening to my voice. So listen to me, male mole. Listen to me, man. Listen to me, lady. They don't want to fuck with you. you. Whatever you did in your eyes that went right, and they ain't call you back the rest of the week. They ain't text answer none of the texts because they didn't enjoy themselves as much as you did. So what you need to do is keep swiping. That's my advice. That's all, you know. I'm not trying to be mean. I know it's Valentine's Day, post Valentine's Day. Some people might be, you know, still lonely or traumatic or sad and was looking on Valentine's Day and fucked up and was a little eager. I've been there, but that was uh, teenage, young 20s. Not now. Not Melmo age. Not nobody that's listening to. Not none of my Melmos. Come on. Y'all ain't doing that. It's so man. Especially if you met him on a date now. Come on, man. Just keep keep on swiping, yo. Um, I 
think that's about it. Oh, 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 sit my serial killer shit. I gotta tell you that. <laughs> oh, that's just funny. A lot of these couple, this is a couples killer. They switched to couples, like I said. So the last, I think they got like four or five episodes. It's all couples. And this one couple, what he would do, what they would do rather, because it's all, it's always the he. The girl's just always there. So far, always there. Anyway, so he had rolled up with the gun or whatever on these people. And he did a lot. And tell them to get in the car. From outside, from inside of the car. He wouldn't, he, he no forceful grabbing, pull, pulling towards the car, nothing like that. Just show you the gun and say, get in the car. And motherfuckers got in the car. What? And now we supposed to feel sympathy when you get murdered? Like that? When you get kidnapped and murdered? Voluntarily kidnapped? And I say voluntarily kidnapped. I know... I know he had a gun, but if he gonna murder me, murder me. I'm not about to get in the car so you can take me to your murder place of choosing. You gotta murder me right now. If I'm gonna get murdered, I'm gonna get I'm gonna get murdered. Why wait 15, 20 minutes and a rape later or whatever the fuck you plan on doing later? shoot me now <laughs> but he kept he kept they kept getting away he kept putting getting motherfuckers to get in the car so <sighs> again I gotta always end these stories with advice cause I won't feel right if I don't Melmos we all gotta go our time is our time there's nothing we can do about it there's some stuff we can do to try to increase our time, but once the time is, once the clock is is punched, that's oh you can't unpunch it. You ever you tried to you ever punched in by mistake because you're trying to you're trying to punch in at nine o'clock on the dot, and I don't know you look down at your watch or something you punched into or I don't know but you but it's, it ain't no unpunch because then you gotta. You fuck up the whole clock. You just fuck it. Once the clock is punched, the clock is punched. So, here's the advice. Melmos. If somebody, this is very specific advice, because I can't give it, it's too many, too many situations you might find yourself in. But I just want to put, in this specific situation, would they say a wise man fool learns from his own mistakes. A wise man learns from the mistakes of others. Okay. Here's a wise man advice learning from the mistakes of others. If a car pull up and the person don't get out and physically force you into the car but points a gun at you and says get in the car Don't get in the car. That's it. Now I don't know. 
I can't. I can I probably was. I can say run. Maybe run. I don't know where. I don't know what situation is. But I do know, if you get in the car, whatever they was gonna do to you, that they wasn't gonna do to you outside of the car, they are definitely gonna do to you inside of the car. That makes sense. All right. And now the news. Motherfucking hand them goddamn kids throwing shit at my motherfucking car. Get your ass off the bus. I'm gonna beat your ass Get up. Get your ass off the bus. The fuck you gonna throw something at somebody's car for on a freeway and put everybody in the car? Alright, um. This was some interesting futuristic ass shit in the news. Oh, awesome Elmo's. I hope you um lighten up your roaches. This is the uh digging your ashtray like your roaches part of the show. Cause I don't want you to really waste no weed. You don't gotta smoke a whole magic for this part of the show, but go ahead and light some roaches. Uh, anyway, they done found a way to 3D print a house in New York, in upstate New York. It is a real, is 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 a real house, and I know like, like when I say 3D print a house, it's not like a, a replica of a house or like a one of the many houses that I've seen a few times y'all might have seen the many houses the many homes small homes tiny homes whatever the fuck no this is a real like a real size house $300,000 house and they built it in like three four days they say and what the dude did was of course like I said it's not a plastic house which I don't know if you if you seen if you ever seen one of those 3D uh, replica I mean 3D print printed like items that is some hard ass plastic I don't know if it's house hard but it's it's definitely it's harder than a porta potty plastic so it's temporary shelter hard you can do something you can do some you can 3D print some little huts for the homeless. I know that. Anyway, so they they, they did the 3D print for the house, and it made is made. They, they the dude said he found a way to replicate the process, except it's cement and not plastic. But it's the same, you know, back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. You know, like process, and it only took hours. And they talking about it's the future and all this type of shit. And I tell you what. That shit is amazing, but it's gonna be some mad ass construction workers. That's right now they ain't construction, but right now they probably like in school or they their father do construction or their uncle they got the hook. They know that that's what they gonna do in a minute. And man, they gonna get to work, and it ain't gonna be no work. They gonna be like, well, shit, the machines doing all the bricklaying. Um, we got the painters coming in to paint after that shit what can we do you lay bricks you a good bricklayer well we got a guy laying bricks so you so you good at stacking you good at stacking all right so why don't you go 
alphabetized them that fucking encyclopedia collection my grandmama left me. Something like that. But um it's gonna be fucked up for construction workers, what I'm trying to say. I can't come up with a, a real clever example off the top, but if that shit take off and they got they got fucking three D houses going up in three, four days, man. That's gonna be a whole new wave of crime, and those are gonna be some strong ass criminals. So, can you imagine a wave of construction, ex construction worker criminals terrorizing the streets, bending doors open, locked doors open with their bare hands and all this type of shit? They're gonna be stealing all kind of shit. And don't let them get around no, no fucking uh, strong arm robbery type shit. All the dope boys in trouble with all these mean broke-ass construction workers roaming the streets. They better hope that fucking 3D shit don't take off. Now that I think about it, we all better hope that shit don't take off. That's fucked up. That's trouble. Um, speaking of homes, uh, this I don't know how bad it gotta be, but this one dude, he was quarantining with his with his family who who was also harboring him because he was on the run and he just decided to call the police on himself to just get out of that house and I don't know if you ever been to jail but for your house where you living in a house with freedom where you can turn the light on when you feel like it uh, open the refrigerator door when you feel like it um, turn on water when you feel like it uh, close a door when you shit in your house where you can do all that it's still worth going to jail over then You might as well beat the fuck out of the, some, the, the family on the way out. You might as well go to jail for something. If y'all forcing me to fucking go to jail because I can't live here with y'all, I'd rather be in jail than live here with y'all, then I'm at least going to jail with a whole bunch of assault and battery domestic violence cases. See? See? That's what I'm talking about. That's why I put the line, the number in the beginning of the show. But I'm just saying, put yourself in his shoes, like I always say. If you going that crazy... Then you might as well you if they that bad then they probably deserve not they it might be some it might be an uncle in the house that deserve a ass whooping on your way to turning yourself into jail is what I'm saying I ain't saying hit the women and the children that's crazy but it's an uncle it's an uncle or a little brother or a somebody some man it's a dude in the house that deserve a ass whooping on your way to jail let me clear that up like that. It's a dude in the house that's he keep eating your shit. He keep pissing on the seat. He keep he might be flat out addicted to drugs, stealing shit. All kind of, and it's a pandemic. So you like I need every, I need all my video games. I need this to 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 stay alive from boredom. And you stealing my fucking PlayStation games. And so whatever. So that's all I'm saying. Cuz that it got that got to be the reason that you want to leave out of a house to go to jail. It gotta be something like that going on in the house. Where, where can it be? Motherfuckers uh, leaving dishes in the sink, uh, 
finding your snacks where you hide them and shit like it's still really it's still even with that now that I think about it now that I think about that plus the three days I was in jail it ain't nothing that somebody can do at the house we can work it whatever the fuck out at home before I turn myself into jail I know that I know it ain't that bad I know you got me fucked up but I don't know so shout out to that dude he, he a better guy than me so that's fucked up. I'm work. We working it out. Um, got some music news this week, and um, it's not good. So it's, it's rap news, and you just—I hate. To, it's, it's always. I'm, you know what? Next week, I'm gonna make sure I got some good rap news, even if I gotta find the smallest accomplishment. From the smallest rapper, I, I'm gonna I'm, I'm share some good rap news next week. I'm determined to, but not this time. Is first first um, it's the anniversary of Pop Smoke's death this week, and it's funny because they play his songs, you know, and be like, yeah, he been dead, he been gone a year, you know, he. he you know he was just he was he was doing good. His his songs was taking off, and they play his songs. And you think about you know he got murdered, he got shot. I think he got robbed. They might have took some shit too. Might maybe it was an attempted at robbery. I don't know. Anyway, that's not the point. Is what they did after the shooting. Not the point. The point is he got gun violence, right? And then it's like you know the death. The anniversary of his death. He died. He, he gone too soon. And then every fucking song is I got it on me and I got my gun and I shoot you first and I shoot and shoot and get shot and pop, pop. His name is Pop Smokes. Like pop and then smoke that come out after the gun. And, and uh, it's, just awkward. it's just awkward as fuck to. To be sad about somebody getting shot that rapped so much about shooting. That's all. That's all. I can't be the only one that feel the the, the oxymoronicness of this 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 situation. Like, like, what the fuck are we doing here? Like, this is not. We're not. We're not listening to fucking PM Dawn. He dead. And what? Ain't the ain't the big dude dead? If he not, my bad. But I thought he was. So it's like, that's some shit. Like, okay, better example. Fat Boys, Prince Marky D. He just died. Ain't nobody listening to fucking Fat Boys. And if you did, you would listen to it and be like, damn, man, that's fucked up. Fat Boys, you know, they was pioneers. They was this and that and this and that. And you would feel a different way than listening to, you know, a dude who got shot rapping about shooting everybody else. But he ain't the first one. It ain't this one ain't like this is some like crazy off the, like out of nowhere rapper rapping about getting shot who all his you know, got shot and then all we do is listen to him you know, afterwards rapping about shooting other people and it's like 
Not except that one time. And they, they ain't got no rap like that. Some of them do. Some of them are the ones with the foresight to make those type of songs. Those post, you know, I'm dead songs. But, you know, which, it, again, being kind of morbid, second week in a row, if you're going to rap about it, if that's going to be the majority of your material, you should have a few of those songs in the tuck. You should have a few I got, you know, they got the drop on me songs. Because you're not going to win every time. You're not going to get... You know it. you seen the movies. Everybody going to get... So, I mean, if you keep... You're the shooter all the time. So, you ain't going to get... Man, you better have you some... That's all I'm saying. That's all. So that way, that way, when we do listen to your, you know, what's the, I gotta really look at how to say that word, posthumous, posthumous. When we do listen to your posthumous recordings, we can be like, we can listen to that one song that you got about getting shot, and then. As sad as it would be, we'd be like, man, this dude was a fucking genius. Speaking of that, and calling that type of shit out, now I ain't never heard of this dude until today, um, or until the day I read the story, which was a couple days ago. Honeycomb Brazy, who I guess he signed to uh, Jay Prince. The ops. I like I like using I like like highlighting when I use new slang. Cause you know I'm old. You know, I'm old. In case y'all don't know, I have a, half a chin of gray hair. Not a whole chin of gray hair. It's, I don't know why it's taking this while to get over there, but half half of it is gray. So I'm old. Anyway, he was talking about how he shot up his ops grandparents. You know, I got the drop on the ops, grandpops. He ain't rap it. He shoulda. It probably would have been better than what I just said. Is probably better than you know more lyrical than anything he probably say. But I'm judging. I don't, I don't even. I'm going by his name. I ain't heard him rap yet. But he talking about um, he shot up their grandparents and all that shit, right? Now I'm watching, I'm looking at this on World Star, and. I didn't watch it because it was super long. It was like nine minutes of him basically having reliving his glory days of being on the streets and shooting up people. Or whatever. Two posts later. <laughs> Honeycomb Brady grandparents shot and murdered, shot and set on fire in home. And it's just like, damn. So uh, that's the news, I guess. About this, about that's what I was. That was the news. His, he was talking about shooting people's grandparents, and they did his grandparents like that, which was he. He wasn't lying. Was I was telling? Who was I talking to? I'm talking to everybody this week. Anyway, but I was saying how with rappers being extra violent these days. Is because two things I think. Now, I ain't no sociologist, no shit like that. I don't know type of expert. But this is what I blame. This is what I see. You got 
the fact that they got an A live up to the other rappers that come before them who may or may not have been as tough as they say they are. They rap like it. Oh, they, oh, they, they talk to shit. But who knows? Who knows with these guys? Like NWA. They look tough as fuck. They look like it. None of them dudes is tough. None of them dudes shot nobody. Dudes ain't get no... Dudes ain't hold no guns until it was time to shoot the fucking album cover. That, that's one reason. And then number two, how easy it is to be a rapper. So, like, you literally just need a laptop and some type of mic. So now, if you really do shoot motherfuckers regularly and you have any amount of talent and you know somebody with a computer now you a real gangster rapper and boom now there you go now you got motherfuckers really shooting people's parents and then getting shot in return so there you go um let's check in with our sponsor right quick Excuse me, sir. Uh, do y'all have any male hygiene products? Um, um, I'm kind of confused. What do you like? Like Axe body spray? No, no, no. Like, um, you know, like, you know, like to keep to keep it fresh. You know, down there. Um, you mean to keep it, keep it fresh? I, I'm, excuse, I'm slightly confused. You know, like, okay, you know how girls got like Madison Gill and uh, uh, Summer's Eve and all that shit. Like, what's the one for men? Oh, you mean soap? Yeah, soap. You mean like just like, like soap, like any kind of yeah, just soap. Just wash your nuts. Soap. Wash your nuts. I come in the name of Jesus by the power of the Holy Spirit. The devil is a motherfucking liar. So you know I ain't worried. Bitch. Stupid bitch. Well, <clears throat> that was our sponsor, Soap for Men. Uh, the only male hygiene product on the market. Um, so yeah, so, um, and the last story I want to tell you in news before we, uh, 
you know, get ready to take these rides down memory lane like I like to do. Um, they finally changed the name of Aunt Jemima. Uh, they took the name. It's, now, it's no longer called Aunt Jemima. It's now it's called uh, Pearl Mills or whatever the fuck. Pearl Mountain, Pearly Pepper Mountains. Whatever the fuck. It's, it's, it's named after the place that they make the syrup, basically. Which is, you know, whatever. So, don't look for the black smiling lady no more. And they said on the hill, that was on the hills of, you know, Eskimo Pie changing their name. Because Eskimo was bad. I didn't know Eskimo was a slur. I, I, I really didn't know it was a slur, slur until today when I found out they changed the name from Eskimo Pie to whatever pie. Because I guess, I mean, it's a slur. You know, you know what? <laughs> Watching all this American history shit and black history shit, ain't no telling what Eskimo Pie really originated from. But it do... Now, now that you mention it, and when I think about what an Eskimo is, when I say Eskimo, the picture that popped in my head, a little brown, little brown person with a, you know, the big coat and glasses, a big coat and boots, a little spear probably. Um, Eskimo pie could be an array of insults. So yeah, I see why they changed that. I see why they changed that. Um, at the time, Uncle Ben's hadn't changed yet. They didn't know what to change it to. They didn't. They didn't get it. They was like, but his name is Ben, though. And his name, his name wasn't Ben. But they like, but his name, his name is Ben. But it was like it's the, the uncle thing, man. Uncle, uncle. He's not our uncle. He's not anybody's uncle. But he like with the guy like the Uncle Ben people like. But he's an uncle to his family. Somebody his family called him Uncle Ben. And he was like, but that's racist, man. You see what happened to Aunt Jemima. And they can't just call it Jemima. The racist, even though that's more the racism more is in Jemima than Aunt, because if it was Aunt Nancy, it probably would, which was her real name, it probably wouldn't be as bad. Yeah, I mean, it's like, okay, it's the, it's more so the black smiling lady, probably what it is. So with Uncle Ben, which happens to be a black smiling man, they like, you know, we had to change that. The cream we got is out of here, which. And I don't know if you remember me advocating for that, Melmos, but he should have been because he would he think he better than everybody else because he got his his motherfucking jacket buttoned all the way up to the top. You still a slave? You still you you just as slavey as everybody else? I mean, not because he hadn't, but to because they let you loosen your top button on your neck. You think you better? You whatever creamy weed dude get the fuck out of here and they got him up out of here so uncle ben dude was having a problem like i don't get why we gotta 
you know, he's somebody's uncle. So they convinced the uncle being people to drop the uncle. Now it's just Ben's rights. So he, I guess, maybe they don't use his face no more. But it's not uncle. He is no longer nobody's uncle. I don't know what happened to the rest of his family, but he ain't got no more nephews, no more nieces. He is just Ben. Still his rice, not your uncle. Which brings to Miss Butterworth, which for years, and I have it documented, I've always thought she was black, but I was just kind of thinking it on some, you know, to make my black-owned products joke punchline hit better. Which was saying, you know, we got the two black syrup ladies. And people would laugh when I said two black syrup ladies. Because they knew, obviously, Aunt Jemima is black. We see her smiling face. But for me to assume, which was what I was doing, that Miss Butterworth was black was absurd and hilarious. Turns out, according to this article... Apparently, a lot of people really did believe she was black based on her appearance. Now, the company say she is just supposed to be a grandmother. And I believe that. I believe that Miss Butterworth in the creator's mind was making a wholesome grandmother figure to serve the syrup and that's great a lot of people have pancakes over grandma house we get it the problem is the syrup is brown now, here's where the Mrs. Butterworth people had a dilemma. Because they figure we just making the shape of a grandma. Now, if we was to put a sticker over the grandma label, over the Miss Butterworth, put a sticker where we could color in the face and make her whatever color we want. We could make her a white grandma. And everything would be cool. Ain't nobody said nothing about the Quaker Oats guy. I'm sure he had some slaves helping him till them fucking oats. But we ain't get we could we could have got a, a, a photo bomb on the fucking Quaker Oats box. But no, and we ain't tripping. So, apparently you can get away with being a white guy, a white person, if you hawking food. So if they would have just put the sticker on Miss Butterworth, painted her white, all this would have been solved from day one. But because they left it clear, and the syrup is brown, what are we supposed to think? Other than that's a black lady. Ah. 
if they come out with a commercial. Maybe we come out with a commercial and we could dispel the notion by having her have a voice. Now, a lot of people will say, how you going to tell if it's a black lady or a white lady by their voice? Which, I, I admit, it's tricky. There's some people you can listen to immediately and you can say, that's a black person. Not every time with a white person, though. Because I've talked to white people that I wouldn't have known was white and vice versa. So that didn't quite dispel the notion. So what they said they're going to do in order to lessen the notion that Miss Butterworth is black is change the body proportions. Because the lady they made, what they thought was an innocent grandmama, turned out to be a thick black lady. So, you see a thick black lady, you think Mammy, going with the wind, you don't think innocent grandma and therein lies the problem so my solution Mel Mose you got two you can take a choice you can take a choice you either make this lady more square shaped you know trim them hips down square them hips off you know you gotta square them hips off that's the problem the hips you gotta square them hips off Make her more candle-shaped. Right now, she's more pear-shaped. We need her more candle-shaped. That's one. Or, slap a white face sticker on there. Now you got a white Miss Butterworth. Nobody got a problem with it. Case closed. Pancakes just as good. This week on that time when I'm talking about that time when I switched when I traded cars with my homeboy Eric E.T. Uh, recipes E.T. Uh, for about a week and normally you trade cars you know with somebody with a car of equal or lesser value and um, but this time I, I, I upgraded on the trade and I don't know what the was. I don't know what the situation was where he needed to not drive his car, but he didn't want to drive it. He said, "Hey man, where you at?" He called me. I said, "I'm at the house." He was like, "Come around, meet me on 143rd." So I go and meet him on 143rd. He like, "Here, take my keys. Give me your car." And I was like, okay. I didn't ask how long. I didn't ask what for. I didn't ask what. No questions. Because the trade the trade at the time consists of a 1990 Ford Thunderbird two-door coupe gray no sunroof, no sounds, CD player, no rims, uh, 
fucked up transmission from I fell asleep and hit the uh hit a fucking curb which is a whole another that time um which I might tell y'all later that might be next week's next time next time or that time when um so compared to a 1994 Cadillac STS black 20 inch rims 218s sunroof 10 disc changer CD player I mean Cadillac car so that now you understand my no like my instant okay with no hesitation no questions asked because you mean to tell me you want me to drive this Cadillac with all these amenities and you gonna drive this Thunderbird okay <laughs> okay day one went by or the rest of that night went by which was a long rest of that night oh man I probably didn't go if I was in it was winter time I remember that it was winter it wasn't like one of them it wasn't a glamorous type of weather situation in Cleveland but I'll be damned I wasn't about to ride around with that I had never rode around with a sunroof while I smoked weed so that was the first thing I wanted to do was ride around with a sunroof open and smoke weed and I got sounds so I was already in heaven on the in, from the inside. And then on the outside looking in, you see a Cadillac on 20s. Which at the time was the biggest size rim you could get. Since then, they got 24s, 28s, 20, uh, 32s, all kind of shit. But at the time, 20s was it. Especially on a car. So, oh, I was a toast of the town in my mind. Uh, Cause I didn't, I did not take advantage of it, as one would think, because I had a job. So, next day, go to work, Cadillac. People don't even really see it because a few people see it when I pull up, obviously, but like not as many people as you want to see it, see it, because they they already in work. But then when you come out, everybody's time to go home. That's when everybody see it. And then that's you know you pulling out you sound sounds twenties kind of like they're like what the fuck what are you using? come back next day day two come back next day day three come back next day day four In the meantime all these nights I'm just riding around riding around as much as I can and you know trying to get as many riding around. I remember listening to Jay Z and just shit that I could never just always imagine I would listen to if I had sounds of my own. Just all this East Coast shit while everybody else was playing whatever the fuck cash money whatever the fuck was out at the time so then he called me and dream was over I remember before I gave it back to him I remember one time I hit a hundred going over a bridge and it was so smooth that I hit the hundred and still you know, got back down to normal speeds to slow down at the light without having to, like, it was still smooth. Like, it wasn't no 
Ah, oh, man. I'm not, man, I don't like that fucking STS. So that was that in the dream. So I, uh, he called he called me back like uh, you know come get your car. And then when I got over there, he was in a different car, like a little hatchback, little tinier car. And he was like, uh, just park it up in that driveway. And that was it. And he told me he had drought he hadn't drove my car because of the transmission. So all he did was park my car. And went and got that little car he was in. And then it was time for him to take that car back. So for a week, though, you couldn't tell me shit in that Cadillac. At least at the lights. I was making sure I could see. I looked in everybody's car. I looked at everybody at the stop signs, everybody at the bus stops. Just made sure everybody saw who was playing this Nas loud as fuck. Who was playing this motherfucking Wu-Tang loud as fuck in this Cadillac. Like... In Cleveland, people that drive cars like this don't listen to music like that. What's the point I was trying to get across? But shout out to the recipe, shout out to ET, man. Everybody else on 139. But um, that's it, man. Can't even stand up. This week on Puddle Tracks, we all know somebody that got a friend that make don't you know don't pay that much attention to detail and end up making little mistakes. Well, you know, just just listen. Talking to Larry, he told me that him and his homeboy might be looking at a wrongful death lawsuit. Well, he said his homeboy is all he did was you know cut the ribbon at the opening of the of the store. Anyway, he opened up a store. Or a restaurant, whatever you want to call it. It's supposed to be like Subway, except all they make is peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. So, anyway, a little boy got one of them peanut butter sandwiches. And uh, I guess the peanut butter, you know, was too thick. It was cheap. Whatever the fuck the reason was, he, he took a bite of the peanut butter sandwich and then he couldn't open his mouth no more. Straight suffocated right there on the spot. And, uh, so you're probably going to go to jail and all that. Good news is they finally stopped using Skippy and, you know, switched to Jeff. All right. Before COVID, it was comedy. Shit expert. One job I had, I was a, I was a caregiver. 
<laughs> professional ass like Rebecca. So, that's all it was. That's all I did. Like some asses out there. And, but, you know, at the interview, the guy asked me, did I have any experience? <laughs> <laughs> Round of applause for all my likers, subscribers, followers, retweeters, tell other people about us, get somebody to listen to us, all of y'all that fuck with me, all the male moles, this applause is for you, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Hi, Melmos. We have come to the end of another episode. Thanks for sticking around to the to the end. I hope none of my smooth, melodic, you know, high ass voice put nobody to sleep. Uh, if I did, I hope you woke up and realized that you were still listening to it and you rewound it and you went back and now you're here at the end with the rest of us. Thank you. Thank you for catching up. Um, this is a pretty fun show. It's a pretty long one, I admit. Long-winded one. We'll try to keep it under an hour most weeks, but this week we went a little over, but it's okay because, you know, had to talk to my people, and it's funny, I had shit to talk about still that I had to, you know, table for another time. Black history stuff. So, luckily, we got one more week. Because, like I say, it's, it's, we could do it every every month, every day, all year, but... Come on, don't nobody. Y'all don't. But anyway, we don't. But, um, before I get out of here, I just want to say, um... I'm seeing pictures, you know, some places are open, you know, Atlanta, Miami, you know, and people are taking pictures with celebrities that they are running into in these places. And that's, you know, you think with the six foot shit, the social distancing shit, they wouldn't, you know, the, the selfies would die down a little bit but no no they still there the catch is <laughs> people taking selfie pictures with people with masks on so we can't see the celebrity you can say whoever you want to say it is but we don't who cares first of all who cares when we can see them for the most part but then when you can't see them they got a mask and sunglasses and a hat. And you talking about? It's Morgan Freeman, bitch. That's that can be whoever the fuck you said it is. So we don't we don't see we don't know. Anyway, that's just my. I ain't about to uh, be long winded on that. It's just just stupid, man. Just stop. Who cares, man? Stop taking pictures. These people don't care about you, especially if you run into them in the street. 
It's one thing you just finishing up a project, did a show. All right, fine. But you just run into motherfuckers and take it. Why? Whatever, I sound bitter. But um, who cares, man? Just y'all, y'all know that y'all know I'm right. Y'all might as well take pictures with people with the with the fucking Mickey Mouse at Disney World. All right, all right, that's the end of my rants. I ain't, I ain't necessarily want to end the episode on a rant, but whatever, I did because it's you know magic moments. Uh, anyway, <laughs> I sound like Cam Newton. Where your daddy at? I'm rich. <laughs> um, to all my male moles, um, you know, do unto others. Please treat other people the way you want to be treated. Oh, man, it's so easy. I know I say that every week, and everybody be like, why, why does he stress this? Because it's the really the best way to live. I, I, I fucking just did it. Like, like, I can't remember the exact situation, but I remember thinking, you know, let me think about the next motherfucker, and I did that. So, there you go. Just do that. You'll be all right. Everything will be all right. Do unto others. Practice a serenity prayer. Use that. Some people forget that that's a thing. You know, stop trying to control shit you can't control. You know, and control shit you can. Mm. What else I can get my mail most on the way out? That's the main things. Serenity prayer. Do unto others. And then basically, other than that, do what you got to do so you can do what you want to do. Mm. All right. All right, most. Till next week. Um, be safe. Roll your little Meldro- Meldricks. Go Browns. We out. Clear!